in the distance. I can see it. Next aid station. <laughs> Have you heard of a Backyard Ultra? If you have, would you consider doing one? Well, let's start at the start. What is a Backyard Ultra? In the news section of the last episode of Aid Station, I mentioned the Lincoln Holt Backyard Ultra, which is a new event to be staged near Andover, Hampshire, on Friday the 9th of July. When news of this event was posted on Facebook, I immediately posted it onto the Aid Station Ultra Community's Facebook page. Literally as I was doing this, Lizzie Gatherer, my first interviewee of episode 2 fame, sent me a message saying, Oh, stop, my, stop, God! Exclamation mark. Backyard Ultras are the brainchild of Gary Cantrell, a.k.a. Lazarus Lake, a.k.a. Laz, of Barclay Marathons fame, which took place earlier this week, and, as is more often than not the case, no one completed it. I'm going to repeat what I said about this race format in episode 7, as I think it bears repeating. Backyard Ultras are a brilliant and brutal concept. Basically, it's the last person standing who wins. You run a loop of just over 4.1 miles every hour on the hour until no one is left in the race. To give you an idea of what it takes, the longer ones have lasted around 68 hours or approximately 278 miles, but this also means that some poor person ran 67 hours and actually lost. Lizzie then asked me if I'm tempted. Yes, I am, but not this year, as I have my A race, the Dragon's Back race. How about you, Lizzie, says I, gently casting the bait with a deft touch. I would need a crew. I couldn't possibly do it myself, says Lizzie, spitting the bait right back at me. OK, I say, if you mean to do it, and you're really not going to waste people's time, and do at least 24 laps, I'll crew for you. Next thing I know, Lizzie is in deep conversation with her husband. She's rearranging a racing diary for the next 12 months and organising a trial to start in three days' time. Taking place over a 4.1 mile loop for 12 laps or hours, the experiment is time to take place between 1pm and 1am the next morning. I tell her that I'm running a hilly 20 miles on the day before this trial and I'm trying to avoid back-to-back days. In the meantime, she's cooked up enough food to supply a very large aid station. She has running buddies to run most of the daylight hours with, but has no one after 10pm to run with her. Now I'm feeling guilty, 
and can't possibly let her run alone in the dark. So I set off on a cold March evening to see what the last 9 hours and 36 miles have done to her. Yes, yes, of course I took the field microphone with me. now about something like 10 past 10 on a Sunday night and I've joined Lizzie Gatherer on a run around the roads because I will let her explain <laughs> what are you doing so I'm doing a backyard Lizzie's backyard challenge yeah. so you've got the big backyard in Tennessee the winner of that gets a golden ticket automatic entry into Barclay and I was uh, had an event pop up on my Facebook on Thursday, um, Lincoln Holt backyard in Andover. Andover is not far from me, maybe just over an hour. I must admit, I didn't even know backyard events happened in the UK. So typical me, I just looked at it. I didn't read any of the information. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be, if I win that, I get to go to Barclay. Kev very sweetly pointed out that no, you don't get to go to Barclay, but you potentially get invited to go to the big one, yeah. uh, the big backyard yeah. in Tennessee, yeah. and they give you £250 towards your travel costs. Yeah. Anyway, so I then, so that was Thursday, I then couldn't get it out of my head that I wanted to have a go at it. Uh, then, But then I was like, well, I can't do it without a crew because you have to have crew. You cannot do that on your own. And then Kev, again, very sweetly said, I'll be your crew. Oh, right. Okay. So now this is a reality. If I want to enter it, I can. Uh, so then the next port of call is my husband. Perhaps he should have been the first, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> amazingly, my husband was completely supportive, never talks to me about running. We then proceeded to have massively long conversations oh, wow. about tactics. Oh, that's good. And how, <laughs> how one would train for such an event. And he said, well, why don't you do a mini version where you do a 12-hour backyard? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So that was Thursday and now it's Sunday. Uh, <laughs> that sounds quick. Yeah. You've organised Yeah, it. so... So tell us a bit about, well, everything, like the time, the logistics, what so, you've done. Yeah, so I've got to do, on the hour... Every hour, I have to commence a 4.1 mile loop. Um, so, because I was so short of time, I, I didn't even know the loop. I had to, I had one in mind. And the first time I did it, I realised it was under. So then I had to run past my house multiple times, which is a bit annoying. Um, and then I did a loop with my friend Lucy and she showed me a bit anyway it's a proper 4.1 mile loop now yeah. so on the hour every hour um and what time did you start so i started at one o'clock in the afternoon um so i had i've had run buddies for the majority of it yeah. um so the first lap i ran walked um 
the second lap I walked. Yes, yeah, so it's been a mixture, really. But of course, if you walk, you don't get a break. You get a five-minute break. Yeah. And if you run, you get... A, I'm getting about a 20-minute break if I run the lap. Um, so we've just... I mean, you can probably tell, we walked. We were walking up a hill um, at the start of the interview, just about. So you've got a tactic there, haven't you? Yeah, so when I've been doing the run laps, there's two, on this route, there's two, the, the most significant hills, which there are two of, I walk up them no matter what, even if it's a run lap. Yeah. Um, and that's still allowing me a 20 minute break. But I said to Kev, now we're coming into, so I'm on, I'm just coming up to 38 miles now. Um, so I said to Kev, I think from this point onwards, I'm going to start adding in an extra walk because I don't feel like I need, I think 20 minutes is too long of a break. But then on the walking laps, although it's lovely to walk, of course, the five minute break is not much. So yeah. I thought I'd do an extra walk just to try and get the brakes sort of in the middle there. And was but, there a reason to start at one and finish at one in in the morning the next day? Yeah, because I have um, a commitment. I run Zoom chicken workshops to raise money for charity. Oh, right, yeah. And today I had a workshop 11.45 to 12.15. So, uh, <laughs> oh, right. that was so, the only reason. so that was the only reason oh, I started right. at one o'clock. Yeah, the chickens came first as yeah. usual. So initially I thought about doing it on Saturday, doing oh, six till six, six in the morning till six at night. But that would have meant cancelling running with my friends. Yeah. And we were exploring a new area. I was excited about that. <laughs> and then I realised actually one till one, that's harder it makes it a little bit more realistic. Yeah, get some night time running in. Because I'm running, yeah, I'm running at a time I would never normally run yeah. beyond nine o'clock at night. In the um, terms of the lap, looping laps, you, you started off with the strategy of run, one, walk, one, or put some walks in on the hills now and again. I was just wondering what you think, you know, you're going to do 12 hours and you'll do 12 hours easily. Yeah. What happens when you get to 24 hours? I think that's why I'm now testing with you to put this extra walk in. Right. Because I must admit it is, I had thought it would be harder, but then I have, I have also realised I know I can run 30 miles. I know I can run 40 miles. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm doing a, <laughs> you've got to do the exact route, otherwise it will come up too short sure, and then yeah. that way. If for those of you, well, yeah, so I basically just nearly tripped Kevin up about five times there crossing the road. Yeah, that was my fault because I don't know where I I'm was getting. actually pointed and he was completely ignoring my hand signals. Really, in hindsight, I should have known. I've run for long, I've run for longer than 12 hours before yeah. and I've run for 30, 40 miles regularly. So I should have known it was doable. But I think what I couldn't get my head around was the whole starting on the hour every hour and having that break. But I very quickly got into a routine. Um, and actually it's made it really nice because it's a much slower pace than what I would normally, normally I'm pushing to finish, but this is not about pushing to finish. This is about 
doing it in such a way that you have lots of energy left because right. the real event is last man standing yeah so you sure. don't know you don't know when the finish is no. you just have to be the last person um, i think that's a whole different thing is the mental side of when you've got I don't know, three or four competitors left. Yeah. It's like when it gets it starts getting into your head and yeah. and what they're doing. Well, that's what I was thinking. I, I've been, like I said, I've not stopped thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was thinking, when you are those last two people, how are you the one that comes second? You know, I think what happens is you don't time yourself out. I think you just don't make it back in time because I can't imagine if there's only two of you left I can't imagine either person is going to give up you know well I think they do <laughs> one breaks in the end yeah I, mean, I saw a bit of film on it on oh, one of you? them and it got to a point where there was a really good runner very stylish <laughs> and another guy who um, basically was walking most and getting back just on the hour yeah. and going again. You yeah. know? And you can see the runner thinking, how long is he going to keep this up? Yeah. And I think he kept going for hours, yeah. <laughs> which is where it gets in the runner's head. It's like, oh God, is he yeah. ever going to pack it in? But he did in the end. But... Which one packed it in, the walker or the runner? The walker, yeah. Okay. Well, the runner just looked really good all the time oh, okay. even though they were i don't know it was like well over 48 hours or something yeah. by now this has come up because most people will know you from episode two interview yeah. <laughs> and the falklands and everything um, but you, if you do this, because it's in July, you're going to have a bit of diary. Oh yeah, I've had to do some rearranging. So I was supposed to do Isle of Wight 2021, and originally I was going with a friend. We were staying at her in-laws. My parents had got a cottage. Some girlfriends were coming. It was going to be a proper fun few days away. Then it got postponed to 2022, uh, 2021, sorry, because of COVID. Yeah. And then my friends actually divorced her husband. Oh so that meant the in-laws wasn't a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> my mum and dad have already had their stay in the cottage. Right. No one wants to come. So it very quickly right. went from this amazing weekend away to I was just going to go there on my own. Right. And I had hooked up with another runner from running club but she was going with her family so I didn't want to like feel like I was skinning in a way <laughs> uh, yeah. and then I realized and they moved it to July from May yeah. and I was all geared up for running an ultra in May and then I realized I could transfer my place to Jurassic Coast Oh, okay. So I've done that. So I've transferred to Jurassic, and that's in May, a bit later on. Yeah. Um, it just makes a lot more sense because our plans for May, it's the same distance as Falklands. It's more elevation. Right. So it's a really good practice. I mean, Isle of Whitewood have also been a great practice, 
but logistically yeah. Jurassic's just a lot easier to get to. So what we're doing at the moment um, is this part of the decision-making process to do the Lincoln Holt backyard? Yeah. I'm, I was hoping I would do this event and it would be very clear-cut. I would, we're going to, we're at a hill, we're going to walk here right. and a road crossing. Um, I was hoping it would be really clear-cut. I would do this event and I'd either love it or hate it. And I would make the decision, yes, I'm going to do it or no. But I don't know what to think because I've, re I've already learned a load from this, you know. Um, it's easier, at the moment it's easier than I expected. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said earlier, it's because I realise I can do, I know I can do this distance. So it's actually, <laughs> it's when I hit the, yeah. when I go beyond, when I go out of my, so beyond 40 miles really, that's, yeah. that's out of my comfort zone because I've only done one event that's further. Uh, and it's the tire, it's actually not, I'm not sure it's the distance with this, it's the tiredness because yeah. anyone can be awake for 12 hours. <laughs> it's being yeah. awake for beyond 24 hours. That's, yeah. Yeah. so well, I don't the, know. The, the problem is, that, you know, I think the race starts at 25 hours. Yes, I think you're absolutely because, right. You know, most people set a target of 24 hours, um, 100 miles, 100 miles in a day. And then mentally they switch off yeah. and it's like, oh, I've done that. Um, and then it gets going at 25 miles. Yeah. At 25 hours. Yeah. So, so um, and, but unfortunately you have to do all the bit before it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to exactly. Get to to get to that point. You can't just <laughs> yeah. be that tired at the start line. And no. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know actually, because I'm, I am enjoying it. Um, it's so different to what I would normally, I would never... Normally, what I would feel if I was the amount I've walked, I would feel like I was failing if I did this in an ultra, which is t a terrible thing to say because yeah. walking well, is a massive part of yeah. ultra running. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I always feel guilty when I walk. If it's up a hill, that's fine. But um, yeah. I always have an element of guilt if I'm walking for too long. But I've done loads of walking and it's been a real eye-opener it's made yeah. me realize of course if you walk you're reserving your energy um and I think no matter what this is an amazing training experience for Jurassic because Jurassic's um it's 100k what's that 60 something miles isn't yeah. it yeah, 60 miles. yeah so that's longer than what I would normally do yeah. um and I think when I get on Jurassic and I'm struggling I'm sure I'm going to think back to today and remind myself of how the walk-in yeah. was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. I th and I think the thing with backyards as well is that the walking element is absolutely vital. You know, absolutely, I mean, yeah. It, it's above the three miles an hour you've got to walk at anyway, so it's still a speedy walk. Yeah. And uh, the... Um, you know, the whole mental thing with running and being a runner is, you know, I don't walk these things. <laughs> and I think that's another test of yeah. your mind. It's like, why am I walking so much? Yeah. Um, but you'll be... This is all about uh, preserving yes. energy because you don't know when the end is. Yeah, exactly. So this is a completely different ball game to what I've done before. Yeah. Um, 
Although I know when the end is. Uh, <laughs> although we're all, because I was really bad at counting, uh, we're all we're already doing one lap less than I thought, because yeah. uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm running one to one. So I thought I was running a lap at one in the morning. Yeah. And I realised, no, one in the morning is the actual finish. Yeah. I'll have completed the lap. Well, you're not so daft because I, <laughs> I had the same calculation. Oh, okay. When I said I'd run with you from 10 o'clock, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I'm not going to... You know, that'll be that done at two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, thing. oh, Kev's doing four laps of me. No, he's only doing three. Yeah. <laughs> but little so you, does he know. <laughs> We've got to round it up to 50 miles. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I'm out here. Do a half lap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for clarity, you're on lap I'm, nine, is it? What time did we start? Ten. Then it's lap ten. Lap ten. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. Crikey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've only got to do 12 laps and I'm doing three yes, with right. you. Yeah. yeah, and I'm on 39 miles now. Oh. Yeah, and I would never normally, the way I feel now, I wouldn't, I don't, I feel great compared to a normal, normally on 39 miles, I would really be knowing about it. But every time yeah. I look at my watch, I'm like, oh, I've done more than I thought. Yeah. So it just shows how the walking really does oh um <laughs> nearly fell over them uh, how the walking really does save you yeah uh, i think the other thing is as well it will indicate how um the regular stop even if you just sat in a chair and yeah didn't you know just had a sip of water and then went again yeah it's just the, the whole mental thing about being able to stop after four miles yeah it's, it's actually a bit of a plus <laughs> four miles is really not very far right. and i'm the hill we're on now it's called hospital hill yeah. it's quite long and i walk up it every time but i feel like the moment i get to hospital hill i feel like i'm running home because i am yeah at the bottom of the hill it's two miles yeah. so i am actually and i just feel like i'm nearly from this point onwards yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm nearly at the end of the lap. Um, yeah, you'd have to transpose that onto the actual yeah. course, which would be on trail. And the other thing that I've learned is um, whenever I run with Kevin, what really freaks me out is he does things in hours, whereas <laughs> I do things in miles. And I cannot, if, some, if I'm on an ultra and someone says... Oh, it's four hours to the next aid station. I would be, I have a freak out. I'm like, what? Four hours? That's ages. But then if someone said, oh, it's 40 miles, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> so, because to me, you know, you can do a mile in 10 minutes or you can do a mile in an hour and it's done. Yeah. That mile is done. But if you say you've got four hours left and you've only done four miles, you, you know, it really plays with my head. Anyway, I cannot do things in time. Um, it has well, to be in miles. But today, I have not even, like I said, every time I look at my watch and I see the mileage, I'm like, what the? Because <laughs> I'm doing this in laps. Yeah. So it's almost like, in my mind, it's almost like one lap is one mile. Yeah. Um, right. So it's a different, <laughs> it's given me a different way. Yeah to look at things and I think this is going to be really helpful if I'm struggling on a long ultra yeah. again I'll be like right well just do it in four mile blocks then yes um yeah because you know you can do them yeah they feel like. and, and I know good. I can do a four mile yeah. even if I'm walking 
I can do four miles in 55 minutes. Yeah. So. The thing is with backyard, I mean, you can forget mileage altogether. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you can also forget time. Yeah. Because you've just got no idea where the finish line is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that is, you know, mentally, that's a mad thing that you keep taking the line away from you. Yeah. really because if you if I do enter I'm going to be in this awful position where I'm wishing other people you know normally you're on an ultra you're like yeah go on well done you're looking strong yeah. but it's like die <laughs> trip over <laughs> well no not die that's a bit extreme yeah, but, <laughs> but you know I what don't I don't mean. think anybody has yeah run, run out of energy <laughs> I meant to say yeah. yeah yeah I'm sure you meant that yeah <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's certainly a very interesting new way to look. If someone had said to me a few weeks ago, you're going to run 48 miles, I'd have been like, no, you've got me mixed up with an idiot. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Lizzie, if somebody said to me, you're going to run around the streets on a Sunday night at 10 o'clock <laughs> with a mad woman. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little story there. So I sent the screenshot to Kev and all it said was, oh my God. And then I noticed on the Facebook aid station running community he'd done he'd posted it and I was like oh that's cool we saw it at the same time so then we had a little back and forth and then I I can't remember what I wrote but when I typed the word same which is a very normal word I use the word same very often on my iPhone my iPhone predictive text changed the word same to DPR which is dragon's back race and that I was in absolute I was in hysterics I was like wow even my iPhone has now decided to change ordinary words to ultra lingo and I was I must admit I was I, I uh, that did have me uh, <laughs> laughing for quite a bit actually <laughs> uh, for those of you who are audio experts we haven't just run through a mountain valley with the echo that was a multi-story car park oh, yeah. which you don't normally hear on ultra running yeah. podcasts <laughs> yeah. but that's what you get when you do this sort of thing in a town yeah i'm quite looking forward to seeing my strava after this it's just going to be a big orange blob yeah. <laughs> so another thing i made me laugh was in your prep you showed me this picture of all this food you'd cooked yeah. for this 12-hour jaunt which you could do on one egg sandwich yeah <laughs> right you could so tell me tell me what, what is in the feast that you've prepared yourself yeah so i'm very motivated by food uh and uh yeah so i've got what have i got i've got the best macaroni cheese i've ever made in my life with mushrooms and a crumble topping. Uh, pesto pasta with mozzarella in it. I've got hummus and guacamole and salad wraps. I've got a crisp selection bowl, flapjacks, wow. malt loaf. I, I could be full on pizza. aid station of your own. Yeah, Amazing. Well, I wasn't really sure 
what I'd want. We run past the Burger King on the route. So I said to Kev, I'm probably going to have a Burger King at some point because I never eat Burger King, but I think having run past it multiple times, yeah. I'm going to want one, but actually I don't. I don't think there's one of those in Lincoln Holt. Yeah. Either, so. Yeah. But so uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, and I've got watermelon and mango, flat coke. Yeah. Oh, I can't beat. Oh, I never drink coke unless it's an ultra, and you can't beat it. Oh, so you are a coke person. Not only if I'm on a long run. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you know, because I have. When we did those back to backs, that's the thing I have in my bag. Oh, right. yeah, at the end, is a can thing. of coke. Yeah. Oh yes, at the end. But I never drink it ordinarily. Yeah. I wouldn't drink it. Yeah. But there's something I find when I'm running. My body tells me what I want. Yeah. But it could be anything. Hence the massive selection of food. Right. And you don't do anything, you know, dietary-wise. You eat meat. And... No, no, I'm vegetarian. Oh, you are right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm vegetarian, and I. I tend, I do tend to avoid processed food. Um, I like everything homemade. Um, there are exceptions, but yeah, like actually, I'm generally day to day. I think I am exceptionally healthy. Stick me on an ultra run, my God! I chow down the most ridiculous foods I would never normally eat. I even bought super noodles. I thought I might fancy. So I haven't had a super noodle since I was at college. Yeah. But, uh, I, I started on those on the oh, yeah. 100 and they were fantastic. Yeah, well, they're warm, aren't they? You don't yeah. have to chew. <laughs> Just suck them down. Yeah. <laughs> so if you end up doing this and I end up being mad enough to crew you, um, you're going to do all the cooking, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if I've got to turn up with a restaurant of varying yeah, types no, of I'd... cuisine, I'll prepare that. <laughs> Clothes, that's the other thing is I've got so many clothes all laid out because right. um, I wasn't sure what and actually so that is something I did earlier I did a walking lap uh, no hang on no I did a running lap and then I knew I was going into a walking lap and because I had a 20 minute break I did change all my tops because I thought actually I'm a bit sweaty now yeah. I'm only going to get cold on the 20 minutes and then yeah. Then I'll be walking and I just thought, yeah, and what a luxury, you know, on an ultra, you would never, <laughs> never. do that. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever clothes you start in, you finish in. Yeah. So actually, it's really nice to have that option. Um, and I, I think it's a really good event if you want to push yourself. I think there's going to be lots of people who enter it that have no intention of being the last man standing but what it's a very safe environment to yeah all women it's a very safe environment to push yourself to your maximum distance that you've ever done because you know every four miles you know you've got your crew there and everything you need you don't have to run like I'm not running with anything I've got no snack pack on or drink with me so you're running light and 
you're on an ultra, you could be going, you know, you could be going 10, 11 miles in the freezing cold rain, not even sure you're in the right place, hoping there's an aid station at some point. Yeah. Whereas on this backyard, is such a, yeah, it's such a safe, comfortable <laughs> way yeah. to do your maximum mileage yeah. that you've ever done, I think. Yeah. So, well, uh, I think, well, I've said before, my first ever ultra in 2015 was a 12 hour um, and it was five mile loops. Yeah. But okay. because I was able to come back to the my stopping point, yeah, and I had somebody there crewing for me, yeah, um, it it made it so such an easy experience, yeah. relatively, yeah, um, than you would have if you went out on a point to point ultra or something like that, yeah, as your first one. So yeah, I think I think it's it, it's got lots of uh, learning opportunities about yeah. ultra running. But, you know, like you say, there'll be people who go just to get the extra, Yeah. you know, maybe run their first hundred. Yeah, miles. yeah, definitely. It'd be a great way yeah. to do your first hundred, I think. Yeah. But the people who are there for the full show, Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a whole different learning process that yeah. they're going to go through. So, yeah, it's pretty good. But I was wondering how the loops would affect me. But actually, I'm not bothered, I think. What, the boredom of them? Or? No, I, I just, yeah, I thought doing the same loop on road again and again, I thought would kill, I just thought it'd be sold because I'm a country, I'm yeah. a trail runner, I'm not a road runner. Yeah, sure. You know, and this is the most uninteresting scenery. <laughs> I mean, I, but the highlight is running past my friend Hazel's house. She hasn't even come to the window to wave. <laughs> but every time I look, <laughs> uh, which we are just just gone past her house actually. Uh, well, and, uh, when we run past her house at quarter to one in the morning. Yeah, she shouldn't be at the window. Yeah, Hazel. we should throw a stone at the bedroom window. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. But I thought, yeah, I thought I'd be, I thought I'd find the loops extremely dull. Um, but then I've had company on nearly every single one. I've actually only had to see three on my own. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to have company if you do the actual event. Yeah. For a lot of the time. Yeah. Until that's you true. get down to that person who you hate. Who you're trying to trip over, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you won't be talking to each other. Yeah. Well, you might be. <laughs> no, I think that's. Ta oh, I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling yeah, great. I've got at least another 200 right. miles left. Yeah. <laughs> So another thing I wanted to talk to you about, a completely different topic, was I was actually a bit concerned that you would be out here 10 o'clock at night running around the COVID-contained streets <laughs> yeah. till one in the morning. Yeah. And this morning when I turned my iPad on, I had a Twitter feed thing from Women's Running or one of the Women's Running magazines. And it said 31% of women uh, would never run in the dark and are very oh. concerned about running on their own. Hey. And it sort of went, oh my God. 
I was then like, oh, I can't leave Lizzie doing that on her own. But oh, how do you feel about that, though? I mean, I'm not saying it because I'm some sort of hero. It was more about what women I don't know. feel about running. Because you were obviously going to do it anyway. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit, I'm not your normal. I don't think <laughs> perhaps like a fully sane person. Right. It didn't even cross my mind oh, really? that it could be unsafe. It was only when you said... I don't feel comfortable with you running <laughs> on your own. I was like, oh, I hadn't actually thought of that. Right. But I have this, I've talked about it plenty of times with other girlfriends when we're running. You know, what would we do? You know, I don't run with music ever. No, and part of that, there's many reasons, but one of them is I need to hear yeah, who, who is around me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get this real rage inside of me. If, it, if I think of a, of, of a person jumping out and attacking me, right. just the thought of that, right. immediately. I immediately feel this rage. Yeah, and I like to think I would flipping go <laughs> yeah, <they> mental. <laughs> and they would be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> But I can scream extremely loudly, and I like to think I could I think burst. People can gather that. I, yeah. <laughs> Audio level here. Yeah, I reckon I could burst someone's ear. I seriously think I could burst someone's eardrum. Yeah. I don't know. It hadn't crossed my mind, but yeah. then I, after you said, I did give it a bit of thought, and I thought, oh well, it's my home. I feel safe in my home yeah, area. Well, yeah. Um, it's on road. Yeah. There's street lamps everywhere. Um, I'm constantly running past houses. Yeah. There's nowhere on this route that I think that is. Well, I was saying that. Look where we are right now. Uh, <laughs> We're in the middle of an industrial there. estate. No, yeah. no. Yeah, there are, you, you're right. There's, you know, you're, you're less than like five paces from somebody's door yeah. or window, aren't you? But it's back to the whole. You know, when I did the hard worlds, I don't think I'd ever run. I'd never run in the countryside with a head torch and I'd never run through the night. Yeah. I didn't give it any thought, I just did it. Right, you're joining us now, right at the end of Lizzie's 12-hour stint and I'm going to find out what, if anything, <laughs> she has learned from it at the moment. Yeah, so I've learned an enormous amount, but I've also learned I have no idea if I want to enter the backyard or not <laughs> because it's um, certainly taught me a lot more about walking and how important that is yeah. and resting yeah. and how to make the most of your rest uh, clothes body temperature so on the longer rests you get cold really quick right. uh, and then when I'm on the walking laps I'm making sure I put layers on so yeah. I've certainly gained a lot from it but I actually don't know because I've realized you know I am 12 hours in I feel okay. Yeah. I've definitely got more in me, but uh, 
I don't know. Do you know, do I want to? <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is what, what we were saying before on the first lap with Jordan Hughes. You know, you just, until you get to more like 25 hours. Yeah. It's, you just can't tell yeah. where, where you're going to be at and when you want to do the event, really. I it's think, a difficult one. I think my legs, well, yeah, I'm just coming up. We decided to round it up to 50 miles. So we're just 0.4 away from that. Yeah. So my legs feel in pretty good shape, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I can tell I've run on them, but not. Yeah. They feel... They felt more tired after doing the 30 miler. Yeah. Because um, I've obviously been pushing it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, in terms of like, if you did a 50 mile ultra, you know, 12 hours is where you'd want to be at, at, at least for the runner that you yeah. are. I'm not saying that's for everybody. You know, that, that in itself, because of the rest breaks, I guess has made it easier and, and that you yeah. can do it. It's proved that you can do it walk, lap, run, lap. Actually, yeah, no, that's a good point. 12 hours for 50 miles is actually, when you think about it, yeah. that's actually really good. Yeah. And, and you've done it on a very much a walk, run strategy, yes, haven't you? Yes, yeah. Whereas you might, on a 50 mile, you know, decide that you're going to run a lot more of it than you would walk. Yeah. So still no decision made. No, then. I had well, really I hoped yeah. by the end I would have a very definite yes or no. Yeah, but right. I actually feel even more confused now. Right. Uh, <laughs> just because I've realised yeah, the real race won't start until 25 hours in, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've, I have done 12 hours and it's not like we're coming up to what, one in the morning? It's not that late, really. No. <laughs> well, I think, I think the thing with the, the race, this particular one, is the, uh, what we were saying about the start time. Yeah. Which is at 6pm, so you run through the night fresh. Yes. And then your body wakes up with the circadian rhythms in the morning and you're able to go again, so... I think from that point of view, it's doable to get 24 hours without feeling right out of it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, it's going to be, yeah, um, isn't it, yeah. for a while? I don't really know. Yeah. In a way, I'm a bit disappointed because I really thought I would know. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm just saying um a lot, really, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we'll just leave it there, yeah. and then we'll come back to you yeah. if you've made a decision, yeah. and we'll do another one. And certainly, if you do it, there'll be a podcast around that as well. <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. Thank you. As you heard, Lizzie's experiment was inconclusive for her and she has not made her mind up about her entry as yet. However, she seems to have taken the following learning outcomes from the process. One, 
It is easy for her to do 50 miles in 12 hours using a walk one, run one strategy. Two, easy running laps, including walking the main hills, takes 45 to 50 minutes. Time to sit down, eat and drink. Three, walking loops take about 55 minutes, so still time for a pit stop. Four, you don't need catering supplies to feed an army in the first 12 hours but you should have a lot of variety to suit your eating moods over at least a two-day period. A long-distance event on any loop circuit is a great way to build up your confidence of upping your distance. There are many circuit-type events on the Ultra Calendar run over 12 and 24 hours that you can use before you set out on a long single loop or point-to-point ultra race. This is my six-point summary of how to get you through a Backyard Ultra and ultimately how to win one. 1. It is not possible to replicate the physical fatigue to really find out how you will feel at lap 25. This is a point that I consider that things start to get interesting in a Backyard event. I recommend that before you tackle a Backyard Ultra, you have completed at least a 24-hour event of some sort even if it's just walking. Basically, the competitor that best deals with sleep deprivation will be the winner. The Lincoln Holt event allows a crew of two. Having a crew that understands long ultra running events and the demands that they put on the athlete is vital. They also need to know the running you and how to keep you motivated and moving. They also need to be strong and organised when sleep deprived themselves. As Lizzie said, family members, while they may be loving and caring, could also be a liability. Three, you need to be turning up on the start line in your strongest physical condition. This is not the same as your fastest physical condition. This physical condition requirement is no different to a long distance ultra of 100 miles or more. Four, you have to be mentally strong as this mental toughness has to come from either your life experiences or tough sporting challenges that you've set yourself. You must have gone to some horrible places and come out the other side. 5. Get your head around this fact. You have no control over the finish line. It is constantly moving away from you and it is being moved by your opposition. You have no idea where that finish line will be until you are the last person standing. 6. Ultimately, there are only two people who matter in a backyard ultra. You need to find out who that other person is and psych them out. I'll be following up on how Lizzie gets on on the July event if she chooses to do it. And also, if she does choose to do it, I'll be telling everyone what it's like to be a crew member surviving the ordeal. To help with your ultra running progress, get regular up-to-date news, free advice and motivation for ultra running, subscribe to the Aid Station podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of your other favourite podcast libraries. You can also get Aid Station via www.aidstation.co.uk. Also, please see the show notes below for the episode to find the links to all the mentioned recommendation and events. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Aid Station, and if you did, please leave a review and subscribe. In another bit of news, I've set up a Facebook page for Aid Station. 
It's an eight station ultra running community. Um, and it'd be great to get you along there. Please just feel free, search it up on Facebook and come along and you can then join in with the community stuff on there asking questions and get direct access to me if you want to, to talk about anything ultra. So it'd be great to see you along there. And until then, and until the next episode of Aid Station comes along, keep running, enjoying your running, and I hope to see you out there on the trail soon. This is Kev saying bye for now.